Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today, we're going to be concluding our series, God With Us. Today's sermon is entitled, In the Wilderness. Today, we're going to learn just how close God is to us when we're in the times of the wilderness. We're also going to learn why God whispers instead of shouts and yells. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. Aren't you glad that God is still with us? I'm, uh, I'm excited to know that every day that God is with us. And for ones who don't know that what MEDIC stands for, the M-E-D-I-C, it means my every desire is Christ. And, and we want to desire after God every single day because we know that he's there with us. He longs to be uh, there with us every moment of the day. And so, but today I want to continue and conclude our God with us series. Today's sermon is entitled, In the Wilderness. In the Wilderness. Now I've got to be completely honest with you guys. <laughs> Uh, whenever we were doing this series, I kind of jumbled some things around, and uh, the last the last message in the series was actually last week that we did the Christmas one, so I moved it around. We're in the process of moving things. This was actually the second week, and somehow it's the last week, and so it's all good. We're going to make it work. <laughs> so, but anyway, 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 anybody ever been out in the wild? Anybody go hunting? Anybody online campus? Anybody go hunting? Nobody goes hunting. This is supposed to be the South. The southern folks, I got a lot of hunter friends that they go out every time. And listen, it's getting ready to be cold. It's supposed to snow tomorrow or something like that. I think I was reading. Y'all believe that? It's 70-something degrees yesterday. I'm sweating. And today it's kind of warm outside. It's like in the 60s. It's supposed to snow tomorrow. But hunters say this is the greatest time to go out. That they go. I don't hunt, so I may be giving y'all some most misinformation here. But from what I understand from hunters, they like it to be very cold out. They're crazy. That's why I don't go. Uh, it's too cold for me. And they'll sit out there. They'll plant their, their corn out there to try to track the deer in. And they'll sit up in them booths and, and things. And they'll spray all that spray on that stinks. And I think it's deer urine, if I'm not mistaken. That's nasty. <laughs> and so you hunters know what I'm talking about if you hunt. And so online campus, if you're a hunter, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this information. But listen, 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 listen. But being out in the wilderness, out in the wild, man, they say, man, it's comfortable. It's exciting. It's relaxing. I don't know what's relaxing about being out in the cold. <laughs> I mean, and and then not only being out in the cold, but being out there and not being able to go out there, take the shot, get the deer, and have the deer meat. Basically, go out there, sit out in the cold, the freezing cold for 8, 10 hours, 12 hours, freezing to death and hoping that you're going to hit something and then you don't. I'd be madder than mad. I'd have better luck hitting a deer in my car than I would going out there hunting. But the wilderness, the wilderness is a place that can also bring us to where we can find trials and hardship. Trials and hardship. So I want you guys to know and what we talked about in this series, when we're on the mountain, everything's going good. We're at the mountaintop, everything's great. It's easy to celebrate God. It's easy to thank God when we're on the mountain, everything's going great. I got everything I wanted for Christmas. I got everything that I had on my wish list. I might be getting married. I might, New Year's happened. My man popped the question. I'm getting angry because my man didn't pop the question. <laughs> but but look, but but sometimes, but sometimes when we're in the wilderness, it's lonely. It's hard to be down in there. It gets rough. But check us out, check us out. 
Matthew 1 and 23, it says, Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. See, what's great to know is that in those wilderness and those valleys that we may be in, that God is still with us every step of the way. I'm going to slide your tablet back here. I don't break it in the process. Shh, don't tell me. Oh, I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, I told you I felt I'm breaking the process. I broke your thing over here. I'm sorry. But, but, see, but see, the valleys is, is where we actually get to know, and we learned this a few weeks ago, the valleys is where we get to know God very intimately. This is where we get to, to know him. But, y'all, guess, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? But in the wilderness, it's where we get to experience God. Experience God in the wilderness. You know, oftentimes I do hear hunters say, hey, when I go out there and I'm in the woods, it's very peaceful. I can take time. I can pray. I can seek after God. I can listen to God. It's good. It's great. Sometimes it's the best time to get the experience. But the wilderness, a lot of times, can send trials and tribulations, hardships, a lot of wandering. You ever been lost? Maybe you ain't been hunted, hunting, but maybe you've been lost. Anybody ever been lost? Me, me too. Trina's been lost. She's still lost. She's invisible. But there's been times I've been in my car and we've been traveling somewhere and I didn't know exactly where I was going. I didn't know exactly how we were going to get to where we're going. We were lost. That's an eerie feeling to be lost. Been in a neck of the woods, as I call it, that I've never been in. Now, sometimes, and Tasha will tell you, We'll be driving, especially if we're new to the area, and we first moved to Pilot Mountain. We're seeing this road, and we're like, hey, where's that go? I don't know. Let's take it. <laughs> Figure it out. And sometimes we find out that there's some really cool stuff down some of these side roads we know is there. Maybe find a restaurant or two that, man, we got to go try that. Turned out to be very good. But being out and being lost in the wilderness and being lost in a location we have nowhere, any idea where we're going can be scary, lonely, Sometimes it seems it calls to fight or two in our cars. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, if you wouldn't have took that turn, we could follow the GPS like we were following. We wouldn't be on this road. We could be where we're going. And now the hardship's taking place. And sometimes when we're in these wilderness, maybe maybe in a wilderness today in your life and maybe in your moments that we started a brand new year here, now I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do next. How many started one of those resolution things at New Year's? Anybody? Anybody started a new one? Anybody? 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 Nobody. All right, all right, all right. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You don't have to tell me. You know, it's okay. Right. All I can hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you started something new. Maybe you've already messed up what you started new. I told Tyson, we said, we got to start a new diet plan. We got to lose some weight. We got to. If we have to do something. But, 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 but I can already tell you, I've already messed up. Because we were sitting there last night getting all this balloon stuff out and cleaning up and getting it ready for the day. And we walked outside, and I'm like, oh, man, something smells good. Thought we got to go to a Chinese restaurant next door. We're going to eat Chinese. And, man, I ate so much greasy stuff from the Chinese. That's not healthy at all. It's all fried. I don't know what I should do next. It's the new year. I don't know what I should do next. You may be in a moment where, where you're asking yourself, do I stay in the job that I'm in? Do I go back to school? Do I take the promotion? Do I take out a loan? Should I be doing something better? 
These are all wilderness because these sometimes are trials that we have to go through. It may be things that we may experience hardships through. And, and I know for me, a lot of times when I sit here and I've questioned, man, maybe I should go back to school, sometimes that can cause a financial burden on our, our lives. Sometimes that we look at our lives and we get these fancy things called credit cards. Thank God they're so great. And that moment, charge it. And then that monthly bill comes. I'm like, oh, snap. And then the interest comes. Oh. I tell you what, credit card companies are the devil. <laughs> Put you in some wilderness. Do I continue to rent or should I buy a home? That was something that we struggled with last year. Do we purchase a new home or do we continue to rent? What do we need to do? And we begin to pray and we begin to seek God and then say, hey, is, is, is it going to be worth us doing this? Should we stay where we're at or should we, or should we try to find something more permanent that's ours? These were trials and hardships that we faced. Should we take the faith, the faith steps to purchase it? Maybe you're in a relationship and it's somebody you should keep dating. Is this somebody you probably may or may not have proposed to yesterday? When the ball drops, drop down to one knee and say, will you marry me? Are you in the wilderness where he, you're hoping for a proposal? Or maybe you're in the opposite. You're hoping that they call it quits. <laughs> Will you please just leave me alone? I just want to start over. <laughs> wilderness. Wilderness. They're tough. Challenging. See, there's times when we look at other people's lives and we're thinking, man, she's really close to God. She has an amazing life, or he has an amazing life. They're moving up in their career. They have kids. They have a house. They're going on vacation everywhere. I had somebody tell me one time, they said, they said, Pastor Michael. I wasn't a pastor, but they said, Michael. They said, can I ask you something? I said, absolutely, man. He said, I would give anything to have your life. It's like, why you want to have my life? I said, it ain't the greatest. He said, well, you got it figured out. You got a career. You're doing well. You got a wife. You got a kid. You got a house. You got vehicles. You go on vacation. I see your Facebook. I want your life. I said, but man, it hasn't come without its problems, its troubles, its headaches, its ups, its downs. See, it took time for us things to happen. There's been times I've been alone and scared and made mistakes. And oftentimes those mountaintops, when I was on them, come falling flat to my face when I was in the wilderness. But I want to tell you guys something. Show you guys something. John the Baptist. I mean, not John the Baptist. Sorry. Jesus baptized all these people. And it was great. And then he, and he was doing great things and then he decided that he was going to go into the wilderness for 40 days. And for 40 days, Jesus was tempted every day. Every day. And, and, and I'm going to tell you guys something. Anybody ever felt tempted? You to, and it's, anytime you go on a diet, I'm going to use diet because I'm big, and, and I've done this a lot. But anytime I've ever decided to go on a diet, it never fails. I walk into work, there's a box of Krispy Kreme sitting there. <laughs> Like, why are they going to treat me like this? What's wrong with you guys? Stop it. 
or I'll go in there and they'll be like, man, it's okay to have a cheat day. It's okay for this one day. One time won't hurt you. But imagine doing this for 40 days and for 40 nights. And, and, and what happens is, is sometimes is, is, is in these moments, in these wilderness, you have friends that will betray you. You'll have jobs that you'll hate. There's pressure from your spouse, that hurting, that confusing, and emptiness. Because in the wilderness is where we start questioning a lot of things. When we're tempted, well, maybe, maybe I should just take this cheat day. Maybe I should just take the easy way out. Because when we're on the mountaintop, it's easy to praise God, but when we're in those low valleys and in the wilderness, it's when we start making what I call stupid decisions. And I made my fair share of stupid things. But y'all check this out. Your deepest needs become a gift when it drives you to depend on God. You hear that? Your deepest needs become a gift when it drives you to depend on God. I mean, that's good to know that, that when we become reliant on God for all of our needs, they become a great gift. How many was excited to open up gifts last week and over the last weekend? Y'all, I still got one more Christmas party to go to. <laughs> Anybody excited about that? Anybody got another one to go to? I still got one more. But it's great to know that, that when we become dependent on God, our gifts come out. And, 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 and we learned this from Elijah the principle that he had. See, God used him in a mighty way on a mountaintop. It was like so cool to know that, that once he got there, he felt very bad. He was upset. He was depressed. He had fell into this bad uh, 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 fall of depression. Anybody ever felt depressed and alone, upset? Y'all check out what happened to him. So Elijah here is a great man done great things, but there was a time where he was become hunted. They wanted to kill him, and, and, and so the king Ahab told Jezebel that he wanted him, he wanted Elijah to die. Sorry, I'm trying to get caught up here. <laughs> he wanted Elijah to die. I'm going to kill him off I don't like what he's doing, but thank God Jezebel was so right and a good friend and sent word to Elijah said, hey, listen, by this time tomorrow, I'm going to kill your hind end. <laughs> you got, I'm giving you a warning. I'm giving you a fair shot. And that's what I like. It's, it's, it's having a good friend. It's like, hey, get you that heads up. Hey, man, listen, this is about to go down. Uh, you might want to get out of Dodge. That's what happened here. Y'all check this out. Check this out. First Kings 19, 3 and 5. It says, Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. If you got your Bibles or your Bible app or taking notes, I want you guys to write this down or highlight it. Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. He ran for his life. Like that song says, he didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. He ran for his life. He had to go. He had to get out of there. When he came to Bathsheba in, in Judah, he left his servants there while himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. Now, he left all of his friends behind. He's like, hey, man, you guys got to stay here. You stay here. Don't move. They're hunting me. I don't want you. Y'all got to stay here, okay? Snowman, stay there. Don't move. He's still staying. Okay. So Elijah goes out into the wilderness. He journeys out. Now, I don't know about y'all, but, but going out, knowing that the wilderness is over here, there's a lot of wild things in the wilderness, right? 
Anybody that knows anything about the safari, there's a lot of crazy wild animals out there. And these people to go hunting out there. It's crazy. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. So he went out there knowing that he may even die. We had spent in the wilderness. But he came to a, a bush. And he sat down under it. And then he began to pray that he may die. Now check this out. He said, I've had enough, Lord. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Anybody ever prayed this prayer? Here at Medic Church, anybody that's new, don't know me, uh, I, I'm, I'm just as real as it can be. I look at the reality of this. So let's put it in today's society. Anybody ever just sit down and say, you know what, God, I've had enough of you. I've had enough of this world. I've had enough of these problems that I'm going through in my life. Just kill me. I have. I'm the only one that's ever prayed. God, just kill me. God, just let me die. I'd be better off not here. I'd be better off over yonder. And nobody has anything to do with me. God, just kill me. Nobody? Okay. I'm the only one. Me and Trina's got it going on. But he's like, take my life. See, teenagers, I'm going to tell you guys something. At some point in your life, you might have to pray this prayer or feel like praying this prayer. And I remember being a teenager myself. And I got to those breaking points when I was just so angry at my mom and dad for stupid reasons most of the time. I don't want to. I don't want to go do this. I don't want to go over there. I don't want to go to church today. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You can't make me. Well, they did, but that's the point. Maybe your boss is passive aggressive. Maybe they're very demanding. They're demeaning to you. And maybe you're like me. A lot of times, every time you make up ground financially, your car breaks, the toilet messes up, septic system overflows. Or maybe it's just any silly things. When you go to take a picture, a pimple comes up on your face. I always hated that in school. Some people, their wilderness and their breaking points that they get to in their life can be something as simple as making dinner for everyone, slaving over the stove. Maybe you did that this past few weeks and people left all their dirty dishes laying around on the table. Or if you're like me, just bypass trash can and sit on the counter. <laughs> See, you can handle a lot, but there's that one thing that's going to push you over the edge. There's that one thing that's going to take you and be the tipping points. I, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I've had those tipping points. As I shall tell you, I'll take in a lot. But when I snap, <laughs> run. It takes a lot. But we all have those points, those things that, that we deal with, and we can only take so much before we crumble and we break. See, we have to protect, or excuse me, we have the protection and provision of God. When we're dealing with these things and we're dealing with those different storms and those different things in our lives, we have God that's still right there protecting us. When I get really angry at Tasha and we get in those heated arguments, maybe you spouses may know this, and, and you, you're in those angry moments and you say things that you don't really mean. Like Tasha, you pull out the filing cabinet and you pick things back from 2008 and you're like, you did this on, on January the 2nd at 3 a.m. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. 
But a lot of times we make threats. And see, and see when we do things and, and we, we go for the guts, we go deep. That's when things start falling apart. So I want to caution you in your angers. Be mindful of the tongue. Our big fat mouse will get us in trouble. We've done a sermon series on it. You got to check it out. But see, if we look, when we looked at Elijah, he was exhausted. He was tired. I mean, he'd been on the run. He was running for his life. He was scared. I mean, maybe that's maybe today you're you can kind of relate. Man, I'm tired. I've had a busy last few weeks. You know, me and Tracy were talking just a little bit this morning. I haven't slowed down since before Thanksgiving. And now that, that Christmas is over, New Year's is over, now we're preparing for our two-year celebration. I said, but thankfully I have a little bit of time to kind of prep for it and, and we're getting things ready and it's going to be an awesome day. And, but I'm exhausted. I've been very tired. There's been times I just kind of wanted to roll up in ball and say, God, just kill me. I, I can't take it, God. Maybe I'm not qualified enough to do this. Maybe you can relate. Hey, I'm just not. I can't make it. I'm tired. Y'all check this out. I love this. <laughs> Sometimes we need physical rest, but we also need spiritual replenishment. I thank God for Abby and Fernando. They do an awesome job leading worship. They've been out for the last few weeks and, you know, dealing with sickness, and I've had to lead worship. Y'all, I don't lead worship. That's not, my, that's not what God's called me to do. But I gave it my all and I gave it my everything. And, and I was like, God, I want you to flow through me because you're going to have to help me get through it. But today I was like, you know what, God? You've helped me get through it. Today I want to replenish my spirit. That's why I didn't get up here and went up here with Fernando this morning. I was down here and I was worshiping God. Because it does our bodies good to be spiritually refreshed as well. That's why I always tell people that, 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 we'll, that like our leadership team will go and we'll go to services and things because we need spiritual refreshment as well, refillment as well, replenishment, just as much as we need rest. They were sick the last few weeks. They needed rest physically. I don't know about you guys, but if I don't feel good, I just want to lay down. I don't curl up in a ball. If we did a night of worship on Friday and I take blood pressure medicine, <laughs> It's hereditary. And I, I didn't take my blood pressure medicine Friday night because we were here late and I forgot about it. And then yesterday morning I forgot about it again because I got up late and I had breakfast and I forgot about it. Shame on you, Pastor. Yes, I know. But yesterday I had a headache last night. All I wanted to do was just lay there. I wanted rest. And, and, and what's cool about Elijah and his story is it kind of reminds me and what the scripture says, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down and he restores my soul. It's in Psalms 23. He's my shepherd. And he tells us that all we have to do is, is lie down in the green pastures. He's going to restore our soul because sometimes we need just to lay down and just chillax a little bit. Take those steps back and rest and let God fill us back up. See, y'all check us out. Check us. Now, God here, he knew that, that Elijah was on the go. He knew that Elijah was running, and, and he, he, he needed rest. He, he needed a touch, not only uh, physically, but he needed a touch spiritually. So God wasn't over there. He wasn't preaching a, a, a sermon here. He didn't rebuke him, but check out what he did do. He says, at, all at once, 
an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was bread baked over hot coals and a jar, or a jar of water. He ate and drank and then he laid back down again. Now I'm pretty sure here he had a gluten allergy and he fell asleep because we just found out my daughter has gluten <laughs> allergy. So y'all can laugh, it's okay. Anyway, gluten makes you sleepy by the way. Anywho, anyway, but so, so y'all see what y'all see what God did. He gave him. He told. He sent an angel, and he told him, "Hey, because he was over there asleep." He said, "Get up, wake up, eat. You need to eat something. If you don't eat, you're gonna die of starvation. You need those nutritions in your body. Get up and eat." And he looked around, and there was there was there was that hot bread there of the coal, and there was a jar of water. Now, and and all that right there, God didn't preach a sermon. He didn't even rebuke Elijah for running. He didn't see me question, where's your faith? Because all he had to say is, God, I know God's going to protect me. God's going to take care of me. He, did, he didn't question anything. God just sends the angel and says, eat and rest. So, so as soon as Elijah ate there, got filled up, got the water in him, he got all them glutens up there, he fell back asleep. He was sleeping. He was sleeping good. And as he was laying there, he went back to sleep. First Kings uh, 19, 7 through 10. It says, the angel of the Lord came back a second time. Y'all say, two times. Two times. And he touched him and says, get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. Verse 8, so he got up and ate and drank. And he was strengthened by the food. Strengthened by the food. I don't know about you guys, but you know, here in just a little bit, we're going to go eat, and it's going to be so great because it's going to fill me up. And food gives me strength. I think that's why I like to eat because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I got energy. I'm on top of the world. And it's just like the Bible. That's our food. And that's why it's important for us to read our Bibles in prayer every day because it gives us strength that we need to carry on. But but here he said he was strengthened by that food. He had traveled for forty days and forty nights until he had reached the mountain of God. And so in verse 9, he says, There he went to a cave and spent the night. And then the word of the Lord came to him. Now, he goes, What are you doing here, Elijah? Now, y'all picture this with me. Been on the run four days, 40 nights. He's been, he done went through a lot. He's over there like Jesus. Done, done been tempted in the wilderness a couple of times. And, and now he's done prayed all these prayers about dying and, and just killed me off. Went to sleep. Angel came to him. Fed him once, woke him up, his gluten kicked in, he fell asleep. And then he come back a second time, angel woke him up, eat, because the journey's too much for you. He's already telling him, hey, it's too much for you, you need to eat, you need to drink, and then go on. And then, only then, once he got to the cave, the mountain of God, it's when the Lord came to him and said, what are you doing here? Remember, he didn't preach a sermon to him. He didn't beat him down. God didn't kick him around. But what God did is he gave him a second chance. Do you hear me? God gave him a second chance. You may not have got it right the first time, but the Lord is coming to you again saying, hey, you may have messed up, but I'm right here with you. I'm glad to know that I may have messed up in 2020, 2021, 
And I may have already messed up in 2022, but it's okay because God's going to give me a second chance. And the same goes for you guys. If you messed up, now I always tell you guys, don't go around freely sinning. Don't do that. <laughs> but if you stumble and you fall, just give yourself to God because God's the God of second chances. He's the God of mercy. He's the God of love. What are you doing here? What good is this going to do to you if you lie awake all night? Now, I did realize Friday night I'm not as young as I used to be. Staying up till midnight was rough. <laughs> because it wasn't just that we stayed here to midnight. We stayed here, we dropped the balloons, and everything was great. It was awesome. I hate the live stream missed, and I apologize. We'll do another one coming up to your celebration. But, but we got done about five after. We had to start breaking everything down. I think we left here about 10 minutes to one. <laughs> it was a great night. But, but what was happening is, is he was staying up all night. I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever stayed up night after night after night, it does your body no good. I guess he says this in verse 10. He said, he replied, I have been very um, zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have ejected, rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophet." To death by the sword. I am the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me. I mean, I think if somebody was coming after me, it'd be hard for me to sleep too. But I also know that God's going to protect me. That if, if I become and get to a point in my life where I become hunted, I hope not, but, but if it ever comes, I want to take my last breath serving God. Because my reward isn't here on earth, it's in heaven. But he tells him, God, he, he tells God, he's like, listen, they're tearing, they, they destroyed the covenant that, that, that you put on them and that we had with you. They tore down the altars and they're killing off the prophets. And I'm the only one left. And I'm running because I don't want to die. See, then God met Elijah in his needs. God knew that, that Elijah needed to depend on him. Y'all look at this. Y'all check it out. Y'all check it out. Your deepest need become a gift when it, when it drives you to depend on God. See, Elijah knew that he had to get out of there. Because if he didn't, he was going to die. Because mankind, he, 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 man was telling him, that, hey, I got to go. I got to get out of here. I, got, I, want, I want to live. I don't want to die. That's what he was thinking in his mind. Even though God would have protected him. Even though God would have took care of him. Even if they would have killed him, his reward wasn't here. It's in, it's in heaven. But when he became dependent on God, he supplied all of his needs. And those gifts began to come out. Now check us out in verse 11. It says, then the Lord said, get, go out down the mountain in the presence of the Lord for the Lord is about to pass by. And a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. Y'all check this out. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But, there was, but the Lord was not in the fire. Y'all, I want y'all to listen to this. Verse 12 here, the latter part. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper. Y'all 
So I want y'all to see this. I'm going to break this down. The Lord was not in the wind. The Lord wasn't even in the earthquake and not in the fire. See, earth, wind, and fire, God was in none of it. He wasn't in any ounce of it. But listen to this. <laughs> God wasn't in him in the remarkable at this point. God was in the ordinary. God was in the whisper. When you're overwhelmed by stress and you're overcome by anxiety, why does God seem to speak so quietly? There's some questions I want you guys to ask you and, and think about. Is when you're overwhelmed with stress, you're overwhelmed with things that are just constantly a storm after a storm, problem after problem, family issues after family issues, financial issues and financial problems over and over. When you seem to get ahead and things start to trickle back, why does God's voice seem to be so quiet? When you speak out and you're praying to God, God, I need a touch stream. I need to hear your voice and you're shouting at God and you don't hear anything. Why does he seem to be so quiet? Why doesn't he speak to us in this big spucker? I'm God and make this big, huge announcement to parting of the skies and the big bright light. Why doesn't he make it an event so I know it? It's him and his voice to be powerful and loud. If he wants me to know he's there and he wants me to experience him, he wants me to trust him, why does he whisper? Why does he whisper? Now listen to this. He whispers because he's always close. He's always close by. He's always close to you. He's as close as you can get, and he's always there. He's not gonna. He's not gonna leave you nor forsake you when problems are going on in your life and issues are there. He's really close to you. I'm gonna close with this. See, it's why he whispers. He whispers because he wants you to hear. See, the devil shouts lies. But God whispers the truth. When the enemy tells you that you don't mean nothing and, you're, and, and things are breaking apart, God's whispering the truth to you and saying, hey, it's going to be okay. Hey, you're going to get through this storm. Hey, you're going to get through this problem. Hey, you're going to get through these issues, these financial things. God didn't do it by shouting at you. He didn't do it by shouting at you. He called you to be close to him. And when you're in those storms, you're in those valleys, just like we talked about, hey, we got to get close, and this is where you get intimate with God in the valleys. But when you're in the wilderness, sometimes we're going through these things, and we're going through these issues, and God's leading us, God is directing us. And he's whispering to you and saying, hey, I got you. Keep going. I'm here with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm just a footstep away. See, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in the spirit. Psalms 34 and 18. See, see, oftentimes we feel brokenhearted. I, I think I'm just gonna get that heart and keep it up here all the time because I need it a lot of times. Here at Minute Church, I'm all about letting God restore the brokenness in people's lives. I don't have special powers, but we have built the foundation of this church based on broken people. Because I've let, witnessed God restore the brokenness in people's lives. Because of this very scripture here, that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. See, oftentimes we try to fill our hearts, those gaps, with things that we shouldn't be filling them up with. But God's really close. And he's whispering, saying, hey, I got you. Put your whole trust in me, your whole self. Because your deepest gifts 
or your deepest need become a gift driven to you by depending on God. And I'm thankful to know that today can be a new season for somebody and a new and exciting path that you can take knowing that you can depend on God. You guys don't mind if you'll stand with me this morning. Online campus, right where you're at, we're going to pray. If you need needs or, or prayer this morning, you can submit those by going to meditchurch.com forward slash prayer. Submit them in the comments below. We want to pray over all those needs this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this day, God. God, I thank you for this church. God, I thank you for restoring the brokenness in our lives, God. God, when we're in the wilderness, God, God, and we don't understand things that are happening, God, let us know that you're still there. You're close by, God. God, you're whispering because you don't have to shout because you're right there with us. God, remind us that you're never going to leave us, never going to forsake us, God. God, I, I pray for peace and calm in the storms in people's lives. God, send comfort their way. And Lord, if somebody don't know you today, let them know all I have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. And God, when it gets hard, God, reassure me that you're always with me and you're close by. God, restore that brokenness in my life. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.